Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, everyone, we are back in Second John. We're going to finish up Second John, or as McGee has said, we're finishing up Two-Eyed John. So Two-Eyed John, Second John, uh, we're going to be starting in verse 9, going to verse 13. And what John's been doing, this book, a personal letter, uh, but the importance he's been stressing um, of not only love that he talked about in First John, but also the importance of of uh, truth and uh, l- love without truth is incomplete, and truth without love is incomplete. You've got to have love working with truth. You've got to have God's love working with God's truth to be effective, to be the the the, the Christian and that 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 pleases God. And so John is warning us about this. Um, and basically, too, uh, John here is talking about how truth, you know, really this is talking about how truth plays a role. We've talked about how love plays a role. Remember back in First John, you know, Jesus gives us the two big commandments. You got to love God. You got to love one another. And if you can't do that, the love of God is not in you. If you can't love one another, love is so important. You know, we can claim to love God, but if we claim to love God, but we can't love one another, the love of God is not in us because God's love goes out to everyone. And if we have God's love in us, our love needs to go out to everyone. And it could be God's love in us going out to everyone. Because as human beings, we don't have the capacity to love everyone, as McGee has said. But if God's love is abiding in us, then God's love goes out to everyone through us. But what about truth? And he's saying you've got to have truth. And the truth has to abide in you. And it is this truth um, that comes to us and that truth to us is Christ. Christ is love from God, but Christ is also truth from God. 
Remember John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Okay? Christ is truth. So through God's mercy, because, because God so loved the world, okay, that he had mercy on the world, and he gave this gift of grace, his only begotten son, that he gave in his grace, he gives us his grace, the ability to be reconciled to him and then be at peace with God. So God gives us his grace, uh, his mercy, and his peace, as John mentions in um, in verse 3. And it is this reconciliation to God. It is through Christ, and it is all within the context. All this love that God has expressed is within the context of God's truth, of God's word. And uh, so he's second John. John has just gotten through telling us how important truth is. We need to walk in truth. And this truth that we walk in allows us to then love one another and express that love to one another. But we need to walk according to his commandments, according to his word, according to his truth. So it's not just a commandment to go out and tell everybody to love one another. This is not like, okay, just go out and and just love. It's not like the, the summer of love, like Woodstock, just love. That's a picture of what man was trying to do to love one another, but without God's truth. It was all just a summer of love, but it was not grounded in God's truth. So he's saying how important truth is. Don't be deceived, because if you don't have God's truth, you are being deceived by this spirit of the deceiver. And he has mentioned this spirit of the deceiver as the spirit of the Antichrist. And he said there's already many spirits of the Antichrist right now in the world. These spirits of the Antichrist deny Christ, and they just promote man's wisdom. Man thinks he can do it by himself. You have cancer? Um, I'll pray later, but I really need to listen to the doctor right now. Or I really need this chemo. That's all what it's about I worry about talking to Jesus later. Now I got to talk to somebody who can really help me. It's that spirit of the Antichrist that thinks you can depend more on yourself than on God. Oh, you know what? Times are tough right now. It's all about how much money I have in the bank. Times are tough right now. It's all about how many friends I have. You know, I'll worry about what's right and wrong later. I got to go along with the crowd. The crowd says, you know, I need to be popular and popular people have to go along doing these things. Well, they're not pleasing to God. Well, that's okay. I need to be popular right now. I need to have friends or I don't need to take a stand for anything. John says those spirits of the Antichrist, those little spirits that tell us we can depend more on ourselves. Look at what the nation Israel did when the Assyrians were at the door or the Babylonians were at the door. And the prophets were telling him, you guys need to trust God, not trust yourselves. But the, the, the kings were saying, no, we need to make treaties with these other nations to try to keep our Israel safe. They were depending on themselves 
rather than depending on God. Same thing for us today, just as relevant, even more relevant. We need to depend on Christ, not these spirits of the Antichrist that deny Christ, that deny, when you deny Christ's wisdom, you deny Christ. And he says, if you are deceived by this deceiver, and he talks about the deceiver also, which is the Antichrist. So McGee makes the point that there are many, many spirits of the Antichrist that make you think you trust yourself, but then there's one Antichrist that will come that is like the focused Antichrist that um, tries to deceive. And that is really what John says will allow you to lose your reward. The reward being eternal life in Christ. If you acknowledge Christ and acknowledge His truth, you have... That's your salvation. God, you're saved not through your actions, but through what Christ did. You're saved by grace, not by works. You're saved by grace through your faith in Christ. But John touches on it that you can be deceived. You can can start losing your faith in Him. You can start getting to the point where you actually deny Christ. So if the Christian if the Christian proclaims his faith in Christ and then goes along but then makes a mistake, maybe one of those little spirits of the Antichrist took somebody's mind away from Christ and, and then they just made a, a bad error, a bad mistake, or they just, you know, temporarily lost their way. Does that mean they they won't be saved anymore? Well, not according to Scripture. But if that person, it's like that prodigal son, you know, he, he went away from his father's house. He chose a bad lifestyle for a while. Did that make him not his father's son? No, he was still his father's son. He still acknowledged his father that he was his father's son. <clears throat> but if that deceiver, that antichrist comes up and and then you just say, "You know what? I deny Christ. Christ, this is ridiculous. What a mistake that was." If you completely deny Christ, that's how you lose your reward. But if you make a mistake and you come back and you repent, you're still under grace. That grace still applies. You're still God's son just like the prodigal son was still God's son. So John's saying, don't be deceived. Okay, don't be deceived along your walk. But whatever you do, if you lose your reward, if you completely deny Christ, you can lose your reward. So you got to, that's how important truth is. Because we can have all kind of love in our heart, But sometimes when we get our mind off Christ, we get our mind off Christ's truth. Because when you really think about it, in terms of Christ's truth, there's nothing more important to you and me today than Jesus Christ. Whether we're uh, in trouble, financial trouble, legal trouble, whether we are um, in health trouble, 
in the middle of a pandemic. We have relationship problems. We have um, who knows what kind of problems you're dealing with. But you just look up and you realize Christ is in charge of everything. And in the and in in the word, in the blink of an eye, and with one word, Christ will reestablish his sovereignty over all of the trouble in the world today. That's his truth. He's the only way. When he says the way, that sort of implies that's how we walk. He is the way we walk. He is the truth. And through his truth, he is the life. When you think about it, when we believe in Christ, we have eternal life. It's that simple. When we believe in Christ, we're under grace. We receive God's mercy, and we receive God's peace, His presence. And He abides in us, and we abide in Him, as First John talked about. We have His eternal life. That's Christ's truth. It's just that simple. Don't miss it. Don't let anybody take that truth away from you. Because if you have that truth... That truth abides in you. You've overcome the world. You can overcome the world with Christ's truth. So with that in mind, let's, let's read the conclusion of the letter of 2 John. To uh, John. Verse 9, everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. <clears throat> in other words, if you leave the teachings of Christ behind, if you kind of go on and say, you know what? Um, I'm really looking at it from this way. If you put your own teaching in this, if you try to add something to Christ's teaching, you know, make your own requirements, you go on it, you try to get ahead of Christ, you're not abiding in Christ's teaching and you don't have God. If you try to make something of the gospel that's not there, if you try to add to it or subtract from it, you don't have Christ. You don't have God. You have to have Christ to have God. If you try to make the teaching something other than what it is, you don't have God. What a bit that you cannot deny the truth of Christ. And if you try to go around it, go beyond it, or don't approach it, if you can't abide in the teaching, in other words, you've got to live in this teaching. You can't dab your toe in it every once in a while. <clears throat> you have to live in this teaching. If you live in this teaching, if you abide in this teaching, if you abide in the truth of Christ, you have God. You have Christ. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If you abide in the teaching of Christ, <clears throat> you have the Father. You have to acknowledge Christ. Why? Because Christ is God's grace. Christ is what God has given us to allow us to have His mercy. Christ reconciles us to our sins so that we can have God's presence and God's peace.
No Christ, no God. No truth from Christ, no Christ, no God. Verse 10, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, in other words, Christ's gospel message, do not receive him in your house or give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. So in other words, if somebody's coming to you proclaiming a teaching that's not of Christ, don't receive him. If, you, if somebody comes to you bringing some other teaching that's not the gospel, don't allow yourself to be associated in any way to endorse in any way a teaching that is not from Christ. That's how important God's truth is. Christ's truth is. Don't be deceived. This book of 2 John is all about Christ's truth. And Christ said it. John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Verse 12. Though I have so much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. John has so much to say and too much to write down. He li- he likes to talk face to face. I do too. I get so tired of emails and texts, don't you? And half the time the email doesn't say what you want it to say. Pray to your Father in heaven with your own words. That's like talking to face to face with your Father in heaven. Pray. Don't make it intellectual. Pray. And one of the things that... So for me, the way I look at it, um, I kind of made a little um, table here about God's truth and God's love. And there are four quadrants in this table, four parts. Um, You can have... um, Truth sort of on a vertical axis and love on this horizontal axis, much like the cross itself. You have God's truth coming down to us and you have God's love extending out horizontally. So God's truth comes to you through Christ, directly from God down to you. That is a vertical relationship. And if you're all just about truth, that's... Well, I mean, you got to be about truth, but truth without love doesn't work either because you have God's truth coming down to you, which is an expression for God's love. Christ is God's love. Christ is God's truth. But God's truth is made to come straight down to you, but you've got to then, if God's truth is in you, if Christ's truth is in you, Christ gives you a command to love one another as he loved you. So putting God's truth into action is God's love. You've got to have God's truth and love working together. And that love has to be extended just like the cross goes in in either direction horizontally. 
that's sort of like a, a way you can think that God's love goes out in either direction. So, <clears throat> if you deny God's truth, you're like someone like the Antichrist, or you let the, the spirit of the Antichrist just completely take away the gospel message from you. If you deny Christ, you deny God's truth, you don't have God. And that's like sort of like being... Um, um, controlled by the Antichrist or being uh, just acknowledging the Antichrist or some wisdom that comes from man but not Christ. And that's many people in the world today, they just deny Christ in their life. And when they deny Christ, they deny His love and they deny His truth. So what what the Christian does is that you want to have Christ's truth working in you and Christ's love working in you. And you, if you just claim his truth without his love, that's one extreme. And if you just try to claim his love without his truth, that's another extreme. There are, there are going to be people who just claim his truth without his love. And what do those people look like? Well, those are sort of what I'm calling the intellectual Christians. They love to read the Bible. Maybe they carry their Bible and they go to church on Sundays or they go to seminars and learn how to be a better person, learn how to be a better wife, learn how to be a better husband, learn how to be a better parent. They love talking about the Bible or, or God's truth and they, maybe they can, uh, they can win the argument even with the truth. They know everything, but they don't have the ability to love they hold all this truth inside, but they don't love. And John's saying that's not a very effective Christian at all. Because if you can't love one another, the love of God is not in you. And if you don't have the love of God in you, you don't have God in you. That's what John was saying in First John. So there'll be people who claim the truth, but don't claim the love. And then there'll be people who claim the love, but don't claim the truth. These are the lovey-dovey Christians, the warm and fuzzy, the touchy-feely Christians. These are the people that John is warning to, don't be deceived. Don't be the vulnerable Christian who gets deceived by Every little spirit of these antichrists running around saying, you know, this is what, you know, it's, it's good to love, <clears throat> but we got to work it out ourselves. We you know we got to, this is what we got to do. These are people depending on themselves. They love to love. They're lovey-dovey people. Maybe they visit people in the hospital. Maybe they take food to little old ladies. They're people that other people will come to. Maybe they're very hospitable people. They'll give all kind of hugs. They'll raise all kind of money for charities. They'll do all kind of things. But, or, you know, you could think of it as, well, they have these big festivals of love. 
think of what Woodstock looked like. They were all just the summer of love, you know. They have, they play music on the on their uh, they play music that has to do with love songs, or they have they go to websites for inspirational quotes about what love is and what love does. And maybe they have a maybe they wear a peace emblem around their necks and have stickers on their car talking about global peace and global love and global this and global that. And it's all about, you know, getting along. It's all about uh co-inhabiting, you know. Or maybe it's all about, you know, I'm all about love and peace and joy and happiness. But you do what's right for you and I'll do what's right for me. All these people who claim to this strong, strong emotion of love, but they don't have God's truth with it. They're vulnerable. They're deceived Christians or they're just not Christians at all because they claim the love, but they don't claim the truth. Maybe this is the humanist. They claim the love, but they don't claim Christ. They don't claim his truth. So these are Christians who are vulnerable to just be deceived. Are they effective? No, they're not effective. John is saying very strongly that they're not effective Christians. They claim Christ's love, but they don't claim Christ's truth. Ineffective. Just like the people who claim Christ's truth, but they can't claim the ability to love like Christ, Christ's love. So, there are people who don't claim Christ's love or truth and deny Christ. There are people who will claim His truth, but not His love. There are people who will claim His, there are people who will claim love. But they won't claim truth from Christ. But the effective person is claiming the truth that comes from Christ and also can express the love from Christ. And that's what we have to have working together. It's not enough just to claim Christ's truth or it's not enough just to claim Christ's love without his truth, without his word, his teaching to guide the way we walk. We have to walk in his truth. Even if you're full of love from Christ, if you're not walking in his truth, you're going to be very ineffective. You're going to be deceived. This is what John is warning us. So as we walk today in Christ, let us Hold on with everything we've got to his truth. Because there's so much deceit in the world today. And as we walk today and as we hold on to his truth, it's not enough to hold on to his truth. We have to show it. We have to, we have to give it out to one another in everything we think and say and do as we love one another. That's what we have to do. 
So we'll stop here. God bless you all. Keep your heart centered on Christ. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Isn't Wasn't this a great study? I hope all of you enjoyed it. And tomorrow I hear that we are going to be starting 3rd John, 3-Eyed John. I can't wait. What a great opportunity it's going to be for us to learn more about God through His Word. God bless you all, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hello. So, we have come to the end of our study in the little book of Second John. It's been a great journey. So many learning points and you know, that are applicable to our lives today. So many um, things to look out for as, you know, growing Christians, as children of God, so many things to identify. You know, we're living in this, to borrow Dr. J.V. McGee's term, asphalt jungle, where um, the children of this world are clever. So we ought to be smart as, as, um, as children of God. So our study today is in the book of second john chapter 1 beginning at verse 9 to verse 13 so john just to recapitulate john has emphasized the fact that we are to walk according to christ's commandments and the proof that one is a child of god is that you actually walk in love so love for the brethren so he also goes gives a warning that you know, there are many deceivers who have come into the world, and this actually holds true today. There's lots and lots of deceivers and false prophets who are actually walking around today. And um, we have on the left side of this jungle, asphalt jungle, um, of our society uh, that we're living in, we have the liberals who deny the deity of Christ. And on the other side, we have those, you know, the hypocrites, the vipers, the snakes, those who profess to be fundamental, but have no love for the brethren. So John says, the way you actually tell or identify a child of God is whoever doesn't do righteousness is not of God, and he that does not love his brethren. So that person who denies the deity of Christ and one who has no love for the brethren so these are the two manifestations that show that one you know does not is not a child of god so we have to be very aware of those who are deceivers who are not believers so these non-believers the deceivers the heretics they deny the deity of christ so one may be religious very religious but they are not christians because a christian is a follower of christ so one may deny the deity of christ but they they act and play like they actually follow they're a follower of christ and yet they are not they are they deny um the deity of the lord jesus christ so okay so here now um our study is beginning at verse 9 which reads whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God 
um, okay let me just read that again verse 9 says whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God he who abides in the doctrine of Christ and has both sorry he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the father and the son okay so um here john says you know if you're actually taken by one of these deceivers the heretics the 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 ones who deny the deity of christ it does not mean you know you actually lose your salvation now it means that you lose any reward and all of us believers they we should be working towards a reward um you know we're at the end of our race here on earth you know christ will be like you know well done you have you know, if you've run the race, here's your reward. And Paul, at the end of his life, was able to actually say, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And Paul knew he um, he would actually receive a reward at the end of his life. He wasn't not sure, like, during his life. But at the end of his life, he knew that, you know, he had run a good race. So... Here, like in verse 9, says, whoever transgresses. So the word transgress, um, this means, like it's a Greek, in the Greek word, Dr. David Begay had gone on and explained, you know, in, 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 the Greek, in Greek terms and all. But um, basically it means to go farther than is actually right. So it goes to some extreme, to be an extremist, you know. So, and this is what the Gnostics claimed that they had actually achieved because Gnostics, Gnosticism is um, the word Gnostic uh, means knowledge. So these Gnostics, they claimed they had actually achieved this super knowledge. They had um, actually, um, you know, they they were they were sanctified and they were super duper saints. That's what they believed. So they had achieved that super knowledge and they had more knowledge than anyone else. And they manifest no love for their brethren because they're very pious and pompous and they believe they know everything um and you know they they don't show love for their brethren and this is what characterizes them so we today who are actually abiding in the doctrine of um christ have both the father and the son and we have access to god through um, the Lord Jesus Christ by his infinite grace so um, to abide here um, as it's stated here says whoever transgress that's uh, to go beyond and does not abide so to abide means to actually remain a permanent arrangement so if we abide if we remain in the doctrine of Christ we have the father and the son and this doesn't change God is unchanging. It remains the same. So um, now we get to verse 10. And um, John says something really striking here. And verse 10 reads, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. So here the background, let's look at the background of um, 
of this for, for us to understand the statement so the background of this is john is writing to an elect lady she was an outstanding lady probably a lady of means uh, in the church and she was known for her hospitality and generosity and apparently you know some of these gnostics in that day in john's day they came um you know came that she actually came by um you know she entertained them and she hosted them um and you know she realized this and was under conviction you know she thought should i um welcome them in my home because me being a christian lady a good christian lady should I entertain them in my home or if she turned them away she was going to feel bad about it so she was under um conviction about it and she wrote to john what exactly she should do in this case and uh, this you know and what her attitude should be like towards uh, an apostate or a heretic or you know these deceivers and you know in the early church uh, there were no hotels or motels that we have every day everywhere here um you know there were just inns and these inns you know there were little inns with little spaces um and you know in these inns there wasn't even a bed and one had to actually bring their own bed with them and all they did was actually rent out a space so the home of believers back in the days in John's days um they were always open to uh, they were always open to actually evangelists and bible teachers that's in the early church so they you know they they welcomed and they were hospitable um and they entertained in homes in um the early church and John actually now responds to her and um in verse 11 he says something that's um very striking as well he says for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds so um let me just read verse 10 again it says for anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine do not receive him into your whole house or no greet him and he goes on to say for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds so john is responding to this elect woman saying do not entertain these people do not um do not you know do just don't entertain these deceivers and heretics because if you do and that's in verse 11 if one actually entertains or supports these deceivers these kind of people um you know one is a partner with him in this kind of thing so this is why it is very 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 important to investigate everything that we give to as children of god you know that you know the charities and all anything that we actually listen to as a christian you know investigate who your preacher is what they believe in because if we are actually giving to the wrong things giving our time our energy our money to the wrong things god actually considers us as partners of that sort of thing so don't get moved by you know sentimental stories there's so many things going on right now you know there's a whole racket of um charity organizations trying to get money um and it, that money is not going for a good cause that money goes for you know corrupt practices and you know wrong business deals and things like that so it's always it's always important and you know let's not get it's not a bad thing you know there's some sad stories out there but you know for our um you know to always be moved like um, our emotions to to be moved by sentimental stories um you know we end up supporting the wrong things 
so we ought to investigate first as to what um you know our time our money and our effort is going towards as if the things you know because you know if the things that we are supporting that we're uh, putting in our time and money and effort for deny the deity of christ then we are partners in aiding these things and god will actually hold us responsible for it and you know we should wise up we should wake up as christians so um verse 12 and 13 go on to read having many things to write to you i did not wish to do so with paper and ink but i hope to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full so here in other words john is saying i can tell it better than i can write it and verse 13 goes on to read the children of your elect sister greet you amen so here apparently you know there was a sister of this elect lady or a sister church sending greetings to the elect lady so yeah this is our teaching in the second book of john major high lights for me um is to wise up um you know as a child of god to wise up and recognize these deceivers um you know john here has given us two attributes of telling what these false deceivers um these these people who are not children of god are and these are you know those who deny the deity of of christ and those who have no love for their brethren that's how we can actually tell and john here the other thing that i've taken out from here john here has highlighted let's wise up as christians because the children of the world are clever um and they use different means to actually um you know come to to the ends of their means um what i'm trying to say here is you know let's not be moved by you know sentimental emotions you know sentimental stories uh let's investigate um the the thing behind these causes and these um uh you know these just yeah the what the, 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 the the cause of of what people are are trying to um you know, like they would put up a front, like, you know, say for example, you know, there's all these orphanages running and, you know, all these charitable organizations asking for donations and all, you know, um, for a good cause. Yeah. All these good causes, actually, that's what I was looking for. But, you know, let's look at the background story of it. Let's wisen up because here John is saying, you know, God holds us accountable, um, as partners, if, um, you know, what we're investing our time in and our energy in is not going towards, um, you know, a good cause. If what, if, 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 if whatever it is that we are listening to and investing our time in and our money in, um, denies the deity of Christ, we are partners of this evil as well. So, you know, let's wisen up as Christians. Uh, that's what's basically like, uh, John is saying, she's saying to this woman, do not entertain these deceivers so let's not entertain things as children of god let's not entertain things that deny the deity of christ because god is going to hold us responsible we are partakers in um and we are partners of this kind of thing so yeah this is the teaching in the book of first john looking forward to third eye john that's um the third epistle to john 
And um, thank you all for listening in. It's been a great journey. God bless you all. Have a pleasant Thursday. Bye-bye. Thank you.